Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Greet you all in the name of Jesus Christ. My name is, I'm called Shadrach Rukwago from Uganda. I'm married to Nora. She's with me. She came with me. We have two children, Esther and Enoch. We also have other 37 children that we take care of in our home. So our house is 39 children. In fact, all of them joined together and we had a convoy of 52 people accompanying us to the airport. <laughs> they drove four hours and waited for us for other four hours to wait for us to board and then they waved at the plane. Then they traveled back home. They all sent their greetings because they knew that we are going to meet lovely people. Uh, this evening, just before we I share a little bit of what we do in Chiwoko. I would like to just share with you a little bit about my upbringing and family background. Probably it would help us a lot to know what we are doing. My parents were Christians, and my father was so much engaged in sharing the gospel, spreading the gospel, preaching the gospel. He used to travel not by car, he would ride his bicycle and go to different places preaching the gospel. And, you know, sometimes he would reach places and the bicycle cannot go through. He lives sit here, there in the bush and he walk another one day journey in the bush. And that's the life I grew in. My father worked so hard to make sure that all of us went to school. We are a family of 13 children. Four of my siblings died just after the war. Nine are alive. So we grew up in that kind of environment. We were not only nine in a family because he used to even bring in other children whom he would find when he has gone for ministry, orphans, helpless. So it was a big family. I never knew what my father went through until when I was 18 years of age. At this time, my father fell down, he was sick, and he was taken to the hospital. As a second born, I was left at home to take care of all my siblings and look for money to pay his hospital bill. It was at this time that I really felt the heaviness of the family which my father carried because he didn't have a paying job. We would just grow food, and we grew some coffee, so he would sell some of the coffee and raise some money. And whenever he raised some money, he would keep most of it for our school fees. At this time when he was sick, all of my siblings could not go to school. I went and talked to the head teacher. He asked me if I could make bricks for the school to build classes. And I accepted. I, would, I was supposed to make 1,500 bricks and bake them per term. A year, I made 4,500 bricks. And I used to do that during my holidays 
and always also evening classes. After class in the evening, I would go down and make some bricks. That was my first experience to go through a tough life. But as I went through that, I appreciated so much the effort that my father had to put in to make sure that all of us went to, sc to school. That was not easy because some of his colleagues failed to do that. Although they were preaching the gospel, they loved Jesus, but they failed to take their children to school. In fact, I have one of my friends right now. He's in my agement. He doesn't want to hear anything about Jesus. His father was also a preacher, but he doesn't. He's, whenever you talk to him about Jesus, he says, that kind of religion, that is what my father took in, took, that's what took all the time for my father, and he would have made some money and helped me to go to school. I am struggling today because my father got spoiled with that religion. So I'm so thankful to God that my father made it all possible for all of us to go to school. I and my wife are working at Chiwoko Hospital. We have been in, in Chiwoko Hospital for the past 15 years. Chiwoko Hospital is in Uganda, central Uganda, in an area that was so much affected by the war. 20 years ago, we had a very, very terrible war in Uganda, and many, many people died, including my siblings. Almost every family lost a relative. And after the war, you would walk by the street, and you would find heaps of skull, people's skulls and bones. Many, many people died. And at that time, even after the war, people continued to die of different sicknesses, you know, diseases, malaria, infections, and people had nowhere to go. And it was at this particular time that we received an Irish doctor by the name of Dr. Ian Clark from Banga here. He came all the way to Chiwoko and he started a clinic by the, by the veranda of the church. And people piled there, gathered there, hundreds and hundreds. And he started treating our people just from the church's veranda. And from there, a clinic was built, and since then, Chiwoko has become, has turned out to be a blessing to our community. Not only just the community, but the entire country. Right now, as we speak, Chiwoko has 350 beds, 300 staffs, a nursing school, a laboratory training school, a theater, and many, many people, you know, have, have been blessed through this work. The motto of the hospital says, we treat Jesus heals. And we seek to treat the whole person. Not only just dishing out tablets, but we seek as a hospital to treat a whole person. As staffs, we have a team of medical people called the Chiwoko Hospital Mission Team. This team seeks to reach out to people with the message of the gospel. We share the gospel with the, our patients on the wards. As they are on the ward, pray with them, encourage them, and we also go out in the villages. This team is made up of these people who have a love and passion for souls. We do this 
in our free time. When we are not working, we go out in the village, pray with the patients, work with local churches, and since we have done this for the past 12 years, and we've seen amazing, amazing things happening in the villages. We also do a prison ministry. We visit the prisons and, you know, through the local churches. Some of our local churches may not look like this. I mean, this would be an auditorium. But some of our churches, just grass-thatched small ones, and this, that's where people meet, praise the Lord, and rejoice. And through the prison ministry, we've also witnessed amazing reports. There are many people in prisons, simply because, not because they were so evil or they were what, but you know, in Uganda, it's very easy to find yourself in the prison. And as we go there, we talk with these people, share with them the word of God. Always we go with a, a packed meal and share with them a meal because most of them starve a lot in the jail. And as we do that, we have witnessed many lives of people being transformed. Some of them, we have, there's one, one gentleman, he's called Godfrey. He had been to prison for four times, four consecutive times. He would be released, and then, you know, from the prison, he learns more skills of doing other things. When he comes out, he is again caught and again caught. One occasion he went and prayed with them. He gave his life to Christ. And when he gave his life to Christ, we made a follow-up and we invited him to be part of our family. We were with him for the past five years. And we have seen this man's life transformed. They know in our area all prisons, prison wardens know him. When we go with him, to preach to the inmates, the prison wardens, when they look at him and they say, are you the one? If you are the one, then what you are preaching works. Because they could not believe that that man would be transformed, would be changed. They would expect him back for a period, at least if he would be released one month, he would be still back in the, in the jail. But we've deci we discipled him, helped him grow, and you know, mentored, his life was changed, he got married to one of our mission team members in Chiwoko, who is a staff also, and after getting married, early this year, they've also had a baby girl, and this life, this, this man himself is just, is just a living testimony, it's just a gospel lived out. If you are with him, and you know, someone who knew him before, you don't need to talk much. He just, just, just get grasp that if the gospel can do that, then the gospel is living and powerful. So we do such a kind of outreaches. And not only do we do outreaches, we also run leadership programs. In Africa, in Uganda, discipleship is what we need. We are so thankful that there are many organizations and many churches that have been devoted to do discipleship programs. And it's what we need more and more. And as we've been going around, we've realized that our churches and church leaders need more of discipleship programs. 
and we started gathering our church leaders together for a one-week conference. And then we invite some speakers to help them, take them further, equip them so that they can be able to do a better job. We have run leadership conferences for the past five years. The first conference we had 175 church leaders. This year in January, we had 850 pastors come to coming together for a whole week. And when they come together, they receive training. We provide for them transport that we can afford. And we gather them from centers. They don't drive like here, but they just gather in one center, each one of them with a bag, ready to be with us for a week. And then they board. We hire some trucks. And then they collect them from different centers. And we stay with them at Chiwoko for a whole week. For a whole week. Just with us, receiving teachings from different people. <clears throat> we cook for them, provide for them meals, and, you know, we share all of us together. Provide a meal, and we enjoy, and the conference goes on. Provide spiritual and physical meals. The conference has also done very good because there are many amazing reports out of this conference that church leaders have benefited a lot. That's why the number keeps growing. We also run, we have also introduced a discipleship tool which is called Christianity Explored. This is what we use as a tool to teach and they are, we encourage them to do Bible studies. We have got this tool, we translated it in Luganda. And this January we had 10,000 copies of this leader's guide printed through the Bible Society Uganda. And I tell you, many believers are very happy because some of them, it is their first time to receive a Bible study material in their own language. We also translated the leader's guide in Luganda still, and we had 2,000 copies printed. So each church, we give them one copy of a study guide, and then we give them some leaders a leader's guide and then start some study guides. We have had amazing reports as people have, you know, gone out and started even classes in areas that have not had even a church. As a result of running this program, we have seen three churches beginning. Three churches have started out of just introducing Christian Explored, and they do, they run classes, classes in villages, people gather, and a fellowship is established. We also have started a Bible Institute at Chiwoko Training Center. We gather church leaders, and there is a Bible school we work with in Kampala, sends out lecturers, so we pick at least leaders, those who can speak English. And we've had our first group graduating June last year. They finished their certificate program. We, wa we want to train at least two groups, and out of these two groups, we will pick a group and then take it further so that we can train all the, we can translate all the materials they have been taken through. And then we can also reach out to other church leaders who cannot speak English or write English, and yet they are called uh, and are in ministry. 
It has been amazing and it's great. And we not only have the Bible Institute, we also run a children's home, as you had in the beginning. We have 37 children right now, and these children, we find them in villages. Some of them are orphans, their parents have died of HIV and AIDS. Others have been thrown out of homes after becoming Christians. And you know, it's something that we started. We started with one child called Geoffrey. We found him as we were walking, doing house to house. We knock people's house, houses, we enter, share with them the gospel. We reached in this particular home. There were two, just two, an elderly couple shared with them. They accepted Jesus. They asked us to pray with them. And afterwards, they told us, can you come and pray with our grand boy? Looking at the boy, my, we couldn't even finish the prayer. We felt we, could, we needed just to rush this boy in the hospital. Took him in the hospital. And then after improving, he was hospitalized for three months. We wanted to take him back, but this couple could not manage to take care of him. That's when we felt we should keep this boy for a while. As we stayed with Geoffrey, after a while, we saw how his life was transformed and changed. And right now he's at school and he's very, very happy. But he was going to lose his hand if he had stayed in the village for one more week. We saw how God touched and changed his life through the work at the hospital. We need to love, as we, we hear, we know that this week's theme is loving God, loving others in practical ways. As we have continued to do all this, we have seen God blessing us in an amazing way. One would ask now, is that, does that mean you are a missionary? You were posted to work as a missionary? No, I'm working in a pharmacy. I'm a full-time staff in pharmacy. But we devote ourselves as much as we can to see that. You know, with compassion and love, we are driven to do what we are doing. But we are so thankful to God that he has given us, availed us such an opportunity to be able to touch people's lives in different ways. And we are so thankful because he has used many people, Dr. Ian Clark, for coming out. If he hadn't come out, probably Chiwoko would not be what it is today. But God sent him there to begin his work. Even himself, I think, he never knew what he was, what he was beginning, what it would turn out to be. But just in obedience, as he went out, God used him. God has used different people here in Northern Ireland to be a blessing to what we are doing in Chiwoko. We've partnership with different people. Friends of Chiwoko is a charity organization based here, which is supporting almost all the work that we are doing. We are so much grateful. We are so much grateful for the Bible Society, Northern Ireland. They've provided with us some literature and some Bibles to give out to some pastors who don't have a Bible, who don't who, have, who don't have a Bible, others their Bibles were just in pieces. And also the mission committee of HRPC of this church has also helped us a lot in doing what we are doing. We are so much grateful for what God is doing 
through each one of you to help us do what we are doing down there. May God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.